Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast, <coughs> excuse me, uh, match reaction. I'm a wee bit feared to give my opinion, because I was going to say something at the beginning there, but I'm not going to say it in case I get accused of just being far too negative. So, hello, welcome. Like I say, this is your match reaction. I am joined by Robert, Ian and Connor. Gentlemen, good evening, welcome, I hope you're all well. Somebody's already getting me into trouble in the comments for my prediction. Which yeah, my prediction was uh, was was well off. But listen, end of the day, as the title of the video says, job done. We're through to the quarterfinals. Happy days. Um, the performance was spectacular. It was excellent. It was one of the greatest performances of football I've ever seen in my life. Um, we have got so many world class players, people that come off the bench. Just we are the best team in the world. That's about as positive as I can be. Because um, I'm feared to say anything else. Um, so yeah, if this is your first time watching on YouTube, uh, please do uh, give us a wee subscribe and a like on Facebook. Do all the sharing stuff and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, they are the the sharing and all that. Ian, my friend, I'm going to come to you first, seeing as you went on the build up. Um, Rangers two, Air United now, no red cards, no injuries. We're through to the quarterfinals. Perfect. Yeah, fairly. Perfect, not fully perfect due to things, but we're not allowed, like you say, we're not allowed to be negative anymore, apparently. Um, a very, 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 very positive start. The first 15, 20 minutes were superb, led by one player in particular, maybe two. Um, but what did what more did you want for today? You just wanted to get through it, win the game, get into the next round, no injuries, no red cards, seven changes. You're going to have a few issues with uh, fluency and all the rest of it with the players, so... I'm happy we're through. That's all that matters. Bit boring, but oh no, that was negative. Sorry. Um, uh, but the next round's what it's more important about. So that's what we're there. Then we're there. That will do me. That's the one of the biggest points. To be fair, Robert. Right, we're through. End of story. That's all that matters. Um, Cortez looked. Cortez looked amazing. Um, Diamondi looked okay. Looked good. Um, there, there wasn't many poor performances. Um, but all that matters is is winning these games. It's been proven throughout the whole of football history that lower league teams can give you harder games than some teams in your own league can give you. I thought Air looked decent, um, as much as it pains me to say it. It's early days for Scott Brown at Air, but he looks as if he's got them playing well. They look confident. They look as if they know what they're doing. They're following their manager's orders. And their away support puts a lot of Scottish top flight teams to shame. Listen, as you, you see with the lower league games, you know, you're on to hiding enough, nothing that you expected to win. And then with the come with that expectation comes, you know, you, they want a gut full of goals, which obviously didn't come. I thought we actually started the game pretty well. 
Um, there was a bit of zip about us. There was a real threat down that left-hand side, which will come to, obviously, when we discuss the goals. But as the game wore on, I thought the midfield didn't really dominate in the way I, I, I'd hoped they were. Did we miss John Lundstrom? Possibly. Um, he, I know he comes on to play later on. I thought Cantwell changed the, 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 the dynamic slightly when, when he comes on the pitch. And then the big striker, Silva, who we'll get to, I'm sure, as well. I thought maybe he overstayed his welcome in the park. I know he gets his goal late on, but I'd maybe I swapped him around as well. But as you say, through, you know, and, and, and come May, June, whenever the final is, and, and we lift this trophy, we won't be looking back and thinking about this performance, will we? I certainly won't be looking back thinking about this performance, Connor. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm just repeating myself because I've been scared by people in the comments into actually giving rational thought. Um, but job done, mate. It's I've never really been one of these people who thinks that the performance is the be all and end all. When we had to, we up the levels and we scored the goals. Um, again, I, I want to touch on Silver because I'm going to bring in his post match in a wee second. Um, not an out and out goal scorer, I still don't think he is. However, that's what two and two games or, or whatever it is now. But he's all round play and his link up play with a ball at his feet, how intelligent a football brain he's got. This guy's a special, special footballer. Yeah, I think he's he's certainly got the signs there that he will be. And, and I've said before on the pod that he doesn't, you know, Wolves don't sign a player with that kind of price tag if they don't believe that there's, there's, there's something there. It's not to say they can't get it wrong because they will have done, but um, clearly there is a player in there and I think he's got real quality. Um, today, you know, it it takes his goal really well. I must say, I think on the turn and you know batters it straight into the top bin. That's a, a really good finish. Um, but equally, one you're probably expecting him to to score to score for. And, and if we're being honest, Rabi possibly should have scored the if he can't Wales ball, which sort of. Defied gravity a bit, but um, no, that being said, he did go well, and I think um, he deserved it. My one thing that he, he did do today that sort of made me nervy, there were one or two moments where I felt he, he's, he was sort of needlessly getting himself involved in wee situations that he didn't need to, uh, particularly when he was on a booking, which, by the way, listen, I, I don't believe the first booking was a booking. I think it was a poor decision, but that being said, once he's on the book and he, he, he just needs... I you, think, you think Colin made a poor decision in that game? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, but you know, I think after that Silva just had to be a bit more careful. I get it because you can see that he's he's determined, he wants to, to get the goals, he wants to get on, on the ball and, and do well, but sometimes you just think, calm it down a little bit. Um, I mean... He had a few sort of flick-ons for headers that maybe you could do better with. But I think overall, you get the goal, you go 2-0 up, job done. Um, you can't have too many complaints um, because I think Ayr, to their credit, gave us a, 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 a thoroughly decent game. Um, they kind of, they done what I expected them to do. I mean, I'd said in the post-match that they would be sort of deep low-block defender and, and going for counter-attacks. Um and they didn't, to be fair to them, I thought they'd done that quite well. Um, you know, there was a few moments in the game where, where they got in um, and maybe we lack a composure here or there. But ultimately, as you said at the start, you know, we got through it unscathed and, and that's the most important thing. Right, let's hear from the man himself then, um, Fabio Silva, who spoke to Viaplay seconds after um, the full-time whistle. So let's hear what he had to say. Congratulations on the goal. How was that for you out there tonight? No, it was very good, of course. Uh, I think the most important, we knew it before. Sometimes these games can be can be difficult. Uh, the coach say to, to be aware because it's a competition for us. We want to, to win uh, like the other ones. We want to win everything and we, we, we do training for this. And we knew it with the... We come not 100%, like 18 or 90%. Sometimes it's not enough in these games because for, for these teams, maybe it's the game of their lives. So we have to we have to do everything in our in our hands and we take the, the victory is the most important. And another goal for you now. That's a, a couple in the past week. How are you settling in here at Rangers? 
No, I think the most important is the is the confidence. The coach give me a lot of confidence. The teammates give me a lot of a lot of key, give me a lot of uh, of confidence too. So for me, it's the most important, and I'm very happy to be here, of course. What about these fans? Are you enjoying playing in front of them? No, it's amazing for sure. The football is the, the best of football. Is the fans we have the support of these fans. This this stadium is special. The play here is so special. The environment. They always sing for 90 minutes. So for me, it's unbelievable to be here. Next players, we we try and work out what your best position is. What is your preferred position? Because we watch you playing as a nine, which is no problem running in behind. But your link-up play yeah. is very, very good as well. Yeah, I think uh, my, for me the best position is to be in the first eleven, yeah, of course. Uh, and for me, of course, uh, I have a, li a little bit of uh, different characteristics of maybe the other nine. For example, Seril is a little bit more in the box, I play a little bit more in the box. I like to to link up like with another player with number ten to switch position. Or with the wingers because I can I like to have this connection with the players. I like to touch the ball much times. I don't like to stay yeah. without without the ball too much time. And for me, it's, it's I think like it's just because when you receive the ball, you can see technically you're very good. How you receive the ball, your game awareness for somebody so young is very very good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Uh, for me, it's a pleasure to come come from you these words. And for me, which I training these things. For example, the coach said to me. For example, in this league, the Scottish league, the defenders always want to come to smash I you. I used to play defender. To, I would have kept you, yeah. To smash you. So, <laughs> I mean the same. To smash you. So this is why sometimes in the training, when the ball comes, I try to play on the first touch yeah. or I try to to see other other things because if I stay with the ball too much time, is the, they want this, so they smash me. So if you do on the training after the things in the, the game is more natural. Is this what the manager wants you to do at training? When you're playing in that number nine position, that link up the bounce pass, the yeah, quick one twos, and move into space. I feel I feel free. I think this is the most important for me. I I, I don't remember feel like so free like this, and a lot of time. So I feel free to play to play here. Coach give me a lot of free to freedom to to twist position with number ten, switch position with the with the wingers. And for me, this is important because I like to move. I like to to be other other parts of the pitch. So for me, it's a pleasure, and I I want to enjoy more time with them. Thank you. Well done. I mean, first of all, what a lovely guy. <laughs> um, it has to be said. Uh, Robert, and to hear him say at the end there that he's never felt this free. Obviously, you go to a club like Wolves, you're playing in the Premier League, you're playing at a much higher level football-wise, so you're, 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 you're when you're asked to do stuff, you're maybe asked to do it in a more formational way. But to hear him come and just say, I, I don't care what a player I want to be in the first eleven. Uh, this is what I like to do. I like to link up here, link up there. I'm so happy to be here. The fans are amazing. And I've never felt more free. I mean, that's just brilliant. Listen, this is the BLI broadcast, and I've got a wee dog just whining by next to me. So if that interrupts, I do apologise. Um, I Listen, the manager has obviously got to take a, a, a large sort of chunk of that because he's clearly given him a confidence since he's arrived through the door. And I think as well, you've seen how quickly the, the fans have taken to him as well. He, he seemed to enjoy that. The weirdest thing about that interview was when he said to Craig, and, you know, it's, it's great hearing that coming for you. Like he's, he's just been nice. Kids. He knows Craigan's a wank. He knows Craigan's a wank. I don't think he knows who Craigan is. Does he even know no, he's a It's um um I so it's just it's a difficult one in terms of how to get the best out of him and, and what games to utilize him in. Obviously, we know he's only going to be here for six months. I don't think there's any real danger of him stopping on for next season. I think it'd just be too much in terms of wages, etc. I mean, never say never, but I would just wouldn't be getting too attached. No people are in the in the chats and stuff. But I listen, a lovely big guy, but we want him to be ruthless in front of goal and want him to get his numbers up before now and the end of the season. So be as nice as you want in your interviews, but when you cross that white line, you've just got to go for it. And I think he did in in, in, in spaces, obviously he gets his goal, but I just think it's, 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 it's that, that adage, as, as I spoke about before, in these games against lower position, lower position, you're hoping he gets two or three, aren't you? Not just the one. But I think, Ian, the way that he's feeling, the way that he's speaking, his performances so far have shown that he's going to be this kind of forward, this striker that's going to be all over the pitch. But he's not going to stop and he's going to be there in moments when the ball gets muddled about in the box and he's there to smash at home. I, I just think with the level of confidence that he's got, clearly with the level of happiness that he's got um, playing in this Rangers team, I, I have to hold my hands up and say, I was after the, the January window closed, I was worried that we, did, we don't have a striker. We don't have a, a striker that's maybe going to get his 20, 25 goals. It's going to help us go in and win this league. But when you've got a player of his quality playing with the confidence that he's got, and feeling as happy as what he is at our football club, I think the goals will come for him. 
yeah, the goals will come from. He does do a lot of. I mean, his his work rate can't be um, can't be denied. He runs all over that pitch and he, he's chasing the ball down. He's he's trying to get the ball back um, in and around the box. Maybe just needs to do a little bit more. I think that's where Silver's kind of downfall since he's been in the UK has probably been. But our game over here is slightly different, obviously, to to playing in in the in the continent. So Portugal, Holland, and whatnot is he probably found it a bit easier. Uh, but he's not scared of our game, that's for sure. And I'm impressed, but I still want more because if he's going to be in that number nine position, he needs to put that ball in the back of the net. And up until he scored, he never really looked like doing that today. Uh, but all the best strikers we've ever had have missed chance after chance after chance and then popped up with the important ones. So that's all that matters. He gets the goal. Um, he he makes it a little bit more relaxing for us because at 1-0, you never know, just one shot. And you know what teams are like for coming to Ibrox to score an absolute worldie to get back in it happened all the time when we were down in the lower leagues. So happy with his performance. Could do better, but that's what he's here for. Ian, I'm sorry, mate. I don't care. I don't care. Let's see the T-shirt. Yeah, look at it. Look, see? And it's got my name on it. Hey. <laughs> oh, we need to get a Rangers Rabble badge put on that and we'll start selling it. And I'll give you 5% of the profits. It was my daughter. I didn't even know it was coming. It arrived this morning. Uh, my daughter made it. That must have been some awkward conversation she was having with uh, the guy who made yeah. it. This is from my dad. What? <laughs> Get up, uh, well, you do, no. to be fair, you, you do live in Norwich. So that kind of explains that. Uh, again, I'm not from Norwich. And she no, but you live there. Here. You live there. And she yeah. doesn't. So, <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's, hear, let's hear from the manager before, before we become another Facebook and Twitter meme. Um, he spoke to Rangers TV shortly after um, the full-time whistle, so let's hear what he had to say. Philippa, a 2-0 victory here and into the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. What did you make of that match this evening? That it could have been uh, much more than the two. Uh, yeah, a few scrappy moments in their box and people saving balls on, on the line and goalkeeper also played a good game. So, uh, well-deserved victory, keeping uh, the clean sheet also. Very important, we didn't give away almost anything. In all game and uh, and deserve victory. Also important to to give minutes to players who are or just in the building or uh, coming out of injury. So um, that the squad is becoming bigger and bigger. What we're going to need in, uh, in February, March, April, and May with a lot of games. Was that the kind of challenge you expected today? You said obviously you couldn't take anything for granted against a lower league opposition. No, I expected um, a more difficult task. To be honest, that we that we had more difficult defensive moments, but uh, for the moment the team is really playing offensive football, football that everybody likes to see. But our organization stays good, and we, we don't give away too many things, and uh, and that's important for the future also. You handed first starts to Mohamed Diomande and Oscar Cortez. What did you make of their contribution today? Yeah, that uh, okay. Oscar played in his normal position. Dio played a little bit higher than he normally is playing. So it's important for both of them uh, to take the minutes and get the connections with uh, with the other players and with the other guys. So it was really positive. Everybody sees that they're two good technical players who can add the team uh, to to get our goals the, the next couple of months. Yeah, and obviously you did make those changes and then the second goal did come. That must be pleasing for you to see that it doesn't really change what's going on when, when you make the changes in the pitch. No, and, and that's the story for the... Uh, the last uh, last two three months, eh? so everybody's understanding the story and, and what to do in each position. So uh, that's going to be our strength. Also, it's been our strength um, that we can make rotation, that players are hundred percent fit when they start games, but that we can make also changement uh, with four or five players who can make the difference in the last half hour of the game. So that's going to be crucial for the next couple of months. Also. And I'm sure you're now looking forward to the draw tomorrow to see who will face it in the quarterfinals. Yes, of course. Uh, already. Always excited about that, but if you want to win a cup, you need to win against everybody. So, um, to get our ambition, we need to win three more games. Before I come to the manager's um, thoughts, there our chat is disgusting, and I want a few a, a few certain people to just to take a long hard look at themselves and think if some of the stuff that they're posting is acceptable. I mean, it's hilarious, but is it acceptable? Because, you know, I can't bring it up. And I don't know how this happens on this show. Whether it's the phone-in, whether it's the Rabble Extra, which you get on Friday nights at half past seven, right here on the Rangers Rabble YouTube channel, Facebook and Twitter. 
whether it's the build-up that we do to every single game or the reactions that we do to every single game, they seem to turn a very small conversation into some kind of game in the comments to see who can come up with the worst joke. And I will I will be fair. Um, some of the jokes are, are quite good. But um, Alex Miller, um, Super Chat, thank you very much. Alex has actually put in three. This one I don't get. Who put the ram in the ramalama ding-dong? I don't know what that means. Um I don't know if anybody can explain to me what that means. And then he's another one. Thanks, Alex. Um, who put the the bomb and bomb bomb Shawadi Wadi? I don't even. I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know who Shawadi Wadi is. Is that not? A, is that a pop group? I don't know. I think maybe. Um, but thanks for the support, Alex. It's just absolutely mental. Um, Colin, I would imagine there would be some people on the outside listening to that post match and thinking that. Possibly Clement was being a wee bit disrespectful towards his, his opposite number. Um well, I mean I I possibly if you look at it for that kind of lens, I mean I don't see how he's been that disrespectful personally. Um he's opposite number to be fair. I expected more good. of a challenge. <laughs> well, I but you know you could listen. You could argue that I don't. I don't necessarily think it's disrespectful. Um, I think he gave a decent challenge. Um, maybe I, I don't know. Is you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's just a wee slide dig because clearly with Scott Brown there, he's a big boy. He gives it out all the time. He, he likes to give the big I am. And you've seen him during the week in the press conference getting the whole, oh, you know, I've got a lot of love for Rangers, you know, sarcastic sort of nonsense. And that's fine when he's playing for Celtic because he can maybe back it up. But he's the Air United manager. What did he actually think was going to be achieved by doing that? Um, obviously, come on to maybe get a bit... <laughs> wound up by him in the touchline. We don't know what was going on there, but ultimately, I think he's, he's just having a side dig. Because to be fair, I, I would possibly disagree with him. I thought he gave a fairly good account of himself, like I said. Um, okay, in the moments they had up front, they probably weren't composed enough. Um, but apart from that, they made it really hard for us. Um, I do agree with the manager when he says that we you know, should have had more goals in that game and it should have been more comfortable. Um but at a standpoint, because we should have done, we had plenty of chances, we just didn't, you know, we weren't as clinical as we should have been with them. Um, and obviously you've got moments like Borna Barisic doing a lovely nutmeg only to blaze the ball into Gavin Asda. Um, you know, I, I can't, <laughs> no, but those things happen, um, as I say. So no, I'm glad he's done that because see, for too often, I think we've had managers in the, in, in the dugout and, and players who are quite happy to just let People at Scott Brown have digs at us all the time and never really give them a wee sly one back. So, no, fair play to him. And I think Scott Brown can consider himself firmly put right back in his place. I know. It's just that I'm surprised that a guy would actually shave his hair off for years to pretend he was a hard man and then all of a sudden Aye. goes back as soon as he a manager. Um, <clears throat> just goes to show what a plastic hard man he really was. Right, OK, Robert. The start of the game, the first half, really, um, <clears throat> I thought we'd done okay. Cortez looked brilliant. Um, but like the comment, commentary team said, they gave us so much space out wide. Within the first couple of minutes, Cortez hits the post. He's got there right back on toast. He looks really good. And then we get comments like this. The channel member, AMAC. Um, <clears throat> Cortez looked decent, but not being funny, it was only Air United. I don't think it matters who it is. It's the boys' 20s coming into a new league. It's his first start for us, and he looks like that. Um, I thought he was tremendous. And just before you come in, Robert, another comment for channel member, Mark Doyle. Um, Cortez looked good, but has a bit of Ryan Kent where the final product isn't there. Um, but hopefully that's just a lack of games. The boy's 20. He hit the post and he forced the keeper into a save. So 
I don't really know about that. Um, I thought he was electric first sort of 10, 20 minutes. He looked like that's where all the threat was coming from, as you say. He gave the right back a, a ton of times today, getting a, a lot, a lot of space as well. Um, so he was the, the real sort of the real shining light of the of the afternoon, if if you will. Um, Scott right on the other side. I know he's involved in the the first goal, but I thought he he didn't have his best game. Sort of flattered to deceive at times, and, and didn't really get enough quality in the in the box. If you're going to pick on any of the wingers there, I think he was the the, the poorer of the two. Um, I think Bola Barisic gets the obviously he gets the first goal, but he could have had a second. There's another one that comes in, and he seems to instead of just going straight down the keeper, um, at the keeper, he, he, he sort of tries to sort of pass it to the back post almost. It was a, it was a weird sort of finish, but um, there was there was sort of chances created, but just not taken. Um, but certainly, as you say, Cortez, the shining light, everyone's talking about him. I think we were talking about him leading up to the game as well. He, you know, the wee cameos that we've seen him, he's, people, he seemed to get people most excited. So um, it was good to see him get more minutes today. And that always stand him in better stead for, you know, with these league games. We've always got Ross County midweek, so we'll see how much he, he features there. Uh, it was the midfield for me that, I, I, as I said, opened up. That was the, the gripe. You know, Raskin. He's taking a bit of doing in the comments as well. I don't know if he he was his his best at the minute. And we keep saying we've got to give him time. We've got to give him time. But he's got to show, um, you know, what he showed to us previously. Whether it's it is a fitness thing or it's a lack of game time or is it a mentality? You know, his his mind's maybe elsewhere. We don't know. Um, but he's got he's certainly got to grasp it sooner or later because there's players in the round there now they're all fighting for three spots and we've got a lot of options in the midfield. And I'm on mute. But yeah, no, listen, I completely agree. And like Mark says, I mean you can see the potential in Cortez, a very, very exciting um prospect. You and channel member as well. Um Big Jack B could have nipped off for a blue nose burger and Bovro during the game and they still wouldn't have scored. That's why I was kinda Seeing in the build-up, I don't know why Robert McCrory doesn't he just get in <clears throat> in goals because I, I didn't expect her to be, and I'm not saying they were good, they were okay. They they probably played good for them, um, but they didn't have troublers, which I, I I wasn't expecting them really. Well, they, they, <clears> they had, had a couple of chances, but they were through our own stupidity. Aye. Aye, aye, that's what I'm saying. I, I I I still think we would have been okay with Robert McCrory in goal, but anyway, that doesn't really. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's still giving me jip. Right, Ian, we're going to come back to the goal. We'll probably talk more Cortez. We'll talk Scott Wright. We'll talk Raskin, Goldson, you name it. We'll talk about them. But let's just get this out the road. I don't want to talk about this for too long. The guy frustrates the absolute life out of me. He ruins the game of football for me. I think he's quite possibly one of the worst referees Scotland has ever produced. Um, and I think that's me being nice. Um, but as General Member Herder says, Colin makes utter disasters of decisions. And Ian, water is wet. Yeah, there's no surprise in that, in that Colin is absolutely useless. And I, I get this. I don't want to say that he's biased towards us because he's not. He's just he's not useless. He mm. is just well, useless. Ian, that's an important point. Let's get that out of the road. People will disagree in the comments, and that's absolutely fine. I don't think Willie Collum is against Rangers. I don't think he's biased against Rangers. I don't think he, whoever he supports, I don't care who the guy supports, right? Because there'll be referees out there who are Rangers supporters. There'll be referees out there who are Celtic supporters, Hearts supporters, Command, whoever, right? I don't think he's a biased referee, Ian. I just think he is absolutely 100% jank at his job. Absolutely. And what worries me even more is back along, he used to have a FIFA badge on his referee kit. Mm-hmm. And he is the poorest referee. I think someone put it in the chat. It might have even been you put it in our group chat saying that he is the worst referee Scotland's ever produced. Well, we've don't had some really, up, really yeah. bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for 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 um, Silver's booking, because like Connor said, I don't think it was a booking, but he couldn't wait to get the card out. Oh, look at me. I've just booked Silver. I've booked the £35 million player. Look at me. Look at me. And in the second half, he tried to turn it into the Willie Collum show. As he always tends to do. He lost the plot, Ian. He didn't know what he was yeah. doing at one point. No, and then he's 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 given a foul against Raskin when there was no foul to give. And you know that the performance is bad when Michael Stewart's sticking up for the decisions oh, again for us. So uh, if I don't see Willie Collum again, it'll be too soon. Don't mention that man's name again. I'll talk about Willie Collum, but I won't I won't I won't talk about that dick. Um I know I said I wasn't going to be too harsh before I came on, right? So that's as harsh as I'm going to get, Connor. Um, 
But his decisions and the way that he referees games completely affects the way that the momentum in games and the way that games go and the decisions that he makes. Every referee is going to make mistakes, right? Every referee is. They're human beings. But it's the it's the consistency of his mistakes. And it's just, it's to anybody who knows even the tiniest bit about football. And I only know the tiny, I don't pretend to sit here and pretend that I'm the all-seeing, all-knowing football genius because I'm really not. I'm quite thick, right? But the mistakes that he makes, I wouldn't even make them on a football pitch as a referee. So how's he making them? And how is he constantly getting away with it? I mean, a million dollar question, really. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, as well, he's, in terms of, obviously not with us and not within Scotland, but with FIFA, he's held in quite high regard because he said, uh, Andrew Wafer, he said big games he's refereed uh, in the Champions League, international games, um, and you do have to question why that is. I mean, I said earlier, I know I've got ambassy for it, but there are better referees than him in the country. Um, you know, I think it's some of the mistakes he makes. You just look for me. I think today, uh, I said it before we come on, it looked a very nervy performance for him as well. He didn't look comfortable being there. Um, now, listen, like I said before, I couldn't care less that he was there. I, I, I've never been. One for, you know, you demand that a referee can't referee your games. But I think sometimes as well, the powers that be, the SFA, perhaps have to maybe recognise as well whether something's a good idea in that moment and go, is it the best thing to do to have the first game he's going to referee against um, Rangers where he's had that controversial incident before? Is it the best idea to put him in that situation at Ibrox? Who knows? Um it's the inconsistencies refereeing as well that I can't for the life of me understand because it's like one minute you see him book like silver for a next to nothing tackle and a couple of minutes later there's, there's an air player comes in makes it a, and equally it's a foul probably not a booking but he's set the stall out for himself early that he's given soft booking so by any metric you should be booking uh, on the other side as well um, <clears throat> you know but th- those are perhaps subjective, subjective ones. The ones I can't understand is when he gives free kicks for something that just hasn't happened. And, and you're you're looking at replays thinking, what's he giving the free kick for? There was one thing, Air got a free kick, um, I can't remember, it was like 10-15 minutes into the second half, and it was in a decent area as well. And even on commentary, they're saying, what, what's, he giving, what's he giving that for? Because you can't see why he's done it. But we shouldn't be surprised, because this is a guy who contrived to give Daniel Candace a straight red card for... To this day, you still don't know what <laughs> you know for for being there. So well, he's not a great referee. I think we'll have to accept that he's going to. Can I come straight in my question for you, Connor? Yeah. Right. It's from channel member Super Sal. If our referees are part timers, what do we expect? Is that an excuse? No, no, no. It's not an excuse. Listen, I, I, I'm I'm for the idea. I haven't full time referees, but I hope we solve all the problems because ultimately. Whether Willie Collins full-time or part-time the day, for example, he still would have made the same decisions. Um, and if you watch the Premier League down south, they are full-time referees. And even they have some clangers um, on occasion. I think clearly they have to look at it as a as an order. I think they need to improve it um, with the refereeing. I think even the VR, you know, there's times for me where, listen, I understand they have to check every goal and things like that happen. I get that. But they don't have to forensically check for, you know, I mean, like we are second goal, you're looking and they're going, oh, we're just pausing because there's still a check here for a handball. And you're thinking, a handball, where? where? You know, it's this pouring over it. We have to find a reason why this shouldn't be a goal. When actually what they should be looking at is, yeah, let's find the reasons why this should count. If there is something there, fine, you pull it back. But for me, we have to have a better quality of, of ref, you know, and maybe that is full time. They need to be better trained as well because we've seen it during the week um, that it appears even VAR isn't necessarily helping them the way it should. Because again, you want referees to stand by their decisions, but not when they're wrong. And during the week, you've seen Don Robertson looking at a television monitor, clearly seeing that, that John Sterling has made minimal contact with a player's foot, okay, at speed, and he sticks with a red card decision. And you, you're pulling your head out because you can't understand those, those decisions. But listen, Full-time officials won't necessarily make them better. You know, that's the problem. It's 
the leadership um, and everything that surrounds it that needs to be uh, improved. And as I said, you know, I'll stick by it. There are some decent ones. I, I still feel Nick Walsh is a good referee. I know people don't agree with me, but I do think he is. And we gave them two penalties during the week. But do you know what? And here's my case for him. The difference is between his decisions there and Willie Collins, you can make a case for both those, for reasons why he would give them. You can't make any argument or case, any solid basis or foundation to say why Willie Collins should have been brandishing the cards he did today. Well, I'm going to take a studio's um, advice and I'm going to let Robert talk, because it's a wee shame, Robert, that you're on the sidelines. Um, listen, I, Robert, I don't like, sit as much as it would appear that I probably do, I don't like to sit here and, <clears throat> and berate anybody, to be honest. I don't think, it's, it's, look, it's not nice having people online talk about you and talk about how utterly use, useless you are. I mean, people talk about that, but me, and, but they're right, they're, they are right. Um, but what they call him, I'm, I'm out of reasons to think that he is anywhere near good enough to be <clears throat> a, a referee in League Two, never mind the top league. I think maybe it's ran its course for really, um, in all seriousness. I think maybe there's a wider issue in terms of him personally, um, you know, fear of repercussions, um, living with, you know, in the west of Scotland. I think maybe this is, is, is weighing hard on him, who knows. But to say that, you know, just put them full time, that will solve it. Absolutely not. Um, all you're going to do is squander more money on them and still get the same, you know, um, Product every weekend. It's it's not. It's it's Connor says there. It's the way it's been ran from from top to bottom. So um, no, I don't. You know, we we don't really have a standout in this country. But it's, at the same time, we don't seem to be. But he, he's constant. He is constant, no, Robert. He is up there as one of the worst. But we don't seem to be promoting and demoting the referees like they do in England. We mm. don't seem to be doing that. It seems to be we've got a, a pool of referees that we see week in week out in the Premiership, and that doesn't seem to. Change if the column doesn't get down, as you say, to League One and League Two, if he's having an absolute nightmare like he did on VAR um, some some months ago. So, um, again, to go back to Connor's point, it seems to be the guys running the referee, whether it's Crawford Allen, um, he needs to take a bit more responsibility and actually start you know, putting things in place to try and get more out of these guys because it's certainly not going to be done by you know making them full time. Uh, well, I mean, GB in the comments. Completely disagrees with you. He thinks it's garbage. Well, he's been saying and, no, it's garbage. He, he wants to ask you where in the world are part timers better than better as full better than full timers. What the, 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 the shadow chancellor? Um, <laughs> a guy on a podcast um, talking about Rangers. So I don't know if you want to talk economics. You're in the wrong place, mate. So um, pass. Can I just very and I will be very very quick. I promise. I know it's not usual me, but. Do you know what? One thing that doesn't help, and I'm going to just in a slight defence of referees, the level of pressure that is put upon them when it comes to Rangers and Celtic, in particular when that game comes up, but surrounding it for the media, and then you've got certain people, where I'm not saying that they're in our but you've got certain sections of fan bases who take it to extreme levels, and it's not just about commenting on their performance in the game, but they get personal and they make threats. Because one thing that really call them, I know for a fact, that guy is terrified to leave his house because he gets death threats all the time. That's unacceptable, and that is not going to help a referee's performance with that pressure. And I think the media have a lot to answer for where that's con concerned as well because there are certain people within the media who live to put as much pressure on referees as they can to make sure decisions go certain way. So that's another thing that needs to be looked at. By the way, I think we've been guilty of that in the past as well. I think we're all honest enough to say that, but, yeah. you know, we just have to. I think that's another factor that needs to be looked at as well. And I think that's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it here. But I think that's actually a good point. If you're actually looking to get into refereeing, um, why would you do it part time or the stick that comes with? It? Why would you put yourself oh, in Martin, that position? Martin, come I think on. that's a good point. They, they obviously have jobs alongside this. I don't think John Beaton's got a problem paying his mortgage. The guy's cutting about in Stone Island when he's known as <laughs> black and black t-shirt and shorts. So. That for and me. Why would you want to get in there? Why would you want to do it part time? Why would you want to be a young guy now looking at the way that refereeing is and think, oh, I'll do that part time in my spare time with all the stick that comes with it? Why would you not want it as a full time professional job and then you can learn to deal? I, I don't know. Look, anyway, let's get off the topic of referees because it ruined the game tonight. Let's not let it ruin um, the reaction because we're nearly 40 minutes in and I think most of it's been spent talking about 
Mr. Colin. So, um, Borna Barisic in on the score sheet tonight. Um, my mind will never change about Borna now, about how about his place in the team. I think Yilmaz is the number one left back, and I think he will be going forward. <clears throat> but what I was thinking during the game and after uh, Borna scoring is, what I think this might help is the, there's competition there now. Albeit, I still think, and I'm not being a hypocrite, I still think Yelmaz is by far the better left-back for me personally. But there's a competition there for them both to keep their, their levels up. Yeah, and I agree with you that Yelmaz is the number one pick for that left-back left, left bat, bat, Um But Borna being there doing that, it, it, that, that makes Yelmaz in the next game go, right, well, I need to be a bit better because he's had a decent game and scored. So it can only be beneficial for, for us. Um, to, to have that competition for places. And it is nice to see Borna score. He doesn't do it all that often, so it's, it is delightful. And we could have had one or two more. He could think that there was a potential for a Borna hat-trick. How special would that have been? Um, uh, I'm giving him the goal. I'm not going to say that the... the, the I, I mean, I've looked at it every single time they've replayed it. I've, I've seen it a couple of times after. I still I don't know if it's just my eyes, hence why I've got to put the glasses on tonight, but I couldn't see a touch. I felt like it went straight in. There might have been a very small one, but that, that I'm giving that to, to Borna. I'm not going to give that as an own goal. So um I thought he had a fairly solid game. It, it wasn't superb, it wasn't terrible. It was a nice Sasa Papach, seven out of ten, got himself through it. Um, and then obviously Yilmaz comes on to, to and it was it's fairly seamless after that. It, it, you didn't really notice any noticeable difference. Uh, maybe we've got Borner on the uptail because you know Borner's a confidence player, and if his his confidence is up right now, then for the next few months at least we can enjoy some from real good battles between them two for their starting place. Ian, I mean, sorry, can, can I just sorry yeah. just really quickly now let you come in? People who are putting comments in. I'm saving them now so that when we're talking about that actual subject, I can bring them up. So <clears throat> if you've put a comment in, it will get brought up later. Sorry, Robert. No, it was just, uh, you know, with, with Barisic, the, the, the celebration, it was, I don't know if it was a cupping of the ears, but there was something to do with his ears. I don't know if that was a wee dig at maybe some some um, criticism that he's been getting of late and people sort of saying that, you know, they'd, they'd rather he, he left and his time was up. But listen, he gets the goal, as I say, should have got a second we all want Ridvan Yilmaz to succeed in that position, but we're going to have Barisic there to the end of the season. Um, so we're going to see him uh, in and out. I think there's going to be a bit of rotation there. The manager's also <coughs> alluded to how important rotation is going to be. Um, so I certainly think that's going to be one of the, the positions that, that gets that. Um, Martin's just dipped out. I'm sure he's going to dip back. Well, let's just move on to the, the, the air chances quickly, Connor, because they come from the two centre-halves. Firstly, Goldson, so I don't think he sort of overruns it and, and then loses out in uh, a United sort of counter. And obviously the second one then suits a sort of similar um, area of the park on the left-hand side. He loses the ball as well and, and, and Hibs break. Um, were, we, were we having any real trouble there? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I don't think we were in any real major trouble there, no. Mean, mainly because of the opponent, really. I think against a, a better quarter opponent, we, we could have been. But uh, listen, I think it's it's just you know when you they're not asked to do a lot in the game, when it then does come time for them to, it's about constantly staying switched on and staying concentrated, covering each other. And to be fair, I thought there were times today that that um, that was done well. I think Suter um, covered really well for. For Goldson um, earlier on in the game, um, and a one on one, and he was he was smart as well. You know, he bided his time to make the tackle, waited for the slightly heavy touch for the striker, and, and gets in. And it's a real good challenge because it's the kind of area that if he missed times that, I think um, you know Hutton said that on the, the comms as well. If he missed times that, you know he's he's giving away not only a penalty but every chance he's then getting red carded because he's clearly there's no there's nobody else there to stop him. So I think he's done that well. Um, I think it's difficult though because we 
how many times this season have we chopped and changed the partnerships at the back, whether it be the centre-backs, whether it be the, the left-backs? I mean, the only constant really has been Tavernier, possibly Goldson, although he's missed one or two games for a couple of reasons. But in, in general terms, um, you know, it's just that consistency. But I think, you know, I, there was never a point today where I was really worried about it. I thought we, we, we handled most of what was thrown at us fairly well. Um, which wasn't a lot, although, as I say, against better quality teams, you just need to stay that wee bit more switched on. That's the thing, isn't it, Ian? This is the best defence in the league, and then, you know, it seems like every week we're on this pod, we're talking about defensive errors, we're talking about individual performances at the back. It really is a bit of a head-scratcher. It's a little bit, but the man next to him is a hell of a solid, is beginning to be a hell of a solid centre-back for us. I mean, Goldson... He seemed nervy, particularly second half. He seemed really, really nervous. But the guy next to him, Suter, was all over everything. Um, he, he, I mean, that guy's got some great feet for a big man, as they like to say. Um, he can run that ball out of defence. He can ping a pass. Um, so, luckily for him, he's uh, for Goldson, he's got uh, Suter there saving him here, there and everywhere. Um, I think when, when we look at Goldson, he's always been the best defender in a defence that struggles, and he always looks better uh, when he's got someone who's struggling next to him. Um, I think Suter is quickly becoming what we want Goldson to still be. I mean, that 55 season, Goldson was untouchable, but he's lost a bit since then. But age will do that to you. Um, but I, I don't think he's the Goldson of a couple of years ago. Um, I think that, that Suter might be ready to step up and take his place personally. Well, can we actually discuss Suter then, Robert? Because we're always accused on here of being negative. Um, so let's, uh, for me anyway, let's be positive. In recent games, again tonight, John Suter's colossal at the back for us, isn't he? Listen, I, I'd said a few weeks ago uh, when I appeared that, I, you know, I think it's time for him to start, step up and show. He's, he's come with a lot of promise. I know he's had a couple of injuries as well. And then we seem to be sort of looking around under Michael Beale to start a season for a, for a partner for Conor Goldson. Um, you know, it looked like it was going to be Leon Balligan from from Dens Park almost, but now this injury to him may see sort of get his chance. But I love the way he kind of steps out as well. He's not afraid to bring the ball forward uh, and get things going. But as the lads were saying there, while you were off off shot, that you know he can get back and, and he's covering for Conor Goldson as well. She's always aware of. Oh, he's quicker than Ah, he is. Somebody's put in the comments there that he's no slouch. So maybe we are starting to see the best of this guy. Is it, you know, good timing because the Euros are coming and obviously Scotland are going, could he force his way in there? Who sort of knows? But if it gets the best out of him and it motivates him, then it all the better for, for Rangers. But certainly t- today, I, I thought <coughs> on on the whole, he was he was confident, he was calm. Um, and I'm sure he'll keep his place ahead of Wednesday because the manager sort of said that Leon's got to see a, a specialist and get a mask fitting and stuff. There's still sort of some stuff to do this. I don't know if he'll be available for county or... Uh, St. Johnson next week, so it looks like it's Suter's jersey to keep. There's a few people in the comments asking if I'm alright, saying I look terrible. I always look terrible. Um, <clears throat> I've just got a sore throat, a chest infection. And I'm Listen, that, that's polite, given some of the comments that have come in tonight about guys in the panel, trust me. <laughs> well, yeah, people are always polite about me, but I don't know why. Um, but yeah, uh, listen, man flu. Man flu, I'll go over it. Is there, a, <clears throat> is there possibly a, a comment to be had, Denny, and I get that we're light on numbers, but obviously we've seen Ben Davies back on the bench tonight. I wasn't expecting him to come on and get any minutes. <clears throat> Although he prefers to play at the left, I think Suter might actually prefer to play on the right, I'm not sure. <clears throat> Is there a conversation to be had um, around Conor Goldson? Well, that was what I was alluding to when you jumped back in, is that I think that Suter is the man to take his place. I think we found that replacement for Conor Goldson, should we feel the need to... to either swap it about a bit or indeed if an offer comes in at the end of the season uh move him on um it's then as someone has asked who then partners suitor in the center of defense and they, i mean they didn't think it was ben davies that, that could do it um balligan would fit in there but again come the summer that that, that back four i think will get changed a bit more um i don't think when when previous manager came in his his friends were already in the back line, so he was never going to really change it much. Um, so, it's, I, th- I, I do think come the start of the, the in the summer, I think it's more looking for someone who can play with Suter in that back that back four than it is looking for someone to play with Connor Goldson. Well, 
that's that's what I think anyway. And I agree with the comment that you popped up earlier on that there's a potential future captain in suitor for uh, at Rangers as well. Uh, and, and look, well, uh, one of the people Robert said, we're saying this and we've got the best defence in the league. Which sounds crazy to be having discussions like this. It should be a case of, no, it's Goldson and Suter. Goldson and Suter, it's Davies when he comes back from injury. They'll rotate. Brad Balligan will come in there. <clears throat> Leon King can come in when somebody else needs a rest. The defence is doing absolutely fine, but sometimes you just need to look past numbers. I, think. Martin, Martin, I was going to say, does that come back to that argument Karen Lewis like to have about stats not really being the full thing? You know, it's what you see with your eyes as well. No, well, I think it is, but then people will argue back to you with stats. Yeah, <clears throat> which is a fair it's a fair argument, but you've just got to put forward what you see. Right, okay, Connor. <clears throat> Another uh, comment from channel member Amac <clears throat> Raskin. Thoughts? Um, I don't think he showed his his best game today. If I'm if I'm being brutally honest, um, but he he'd moments back. I think I thought his his final ball was really poor. It has to be said a, a lot of the time and. You could see he was getting a wee bit frustrated once or twice, um, which is understandable because it just listen just wasn't his day. Um, I think you know, I think Stu actually in the chat probably summed it up uh, better than I could that he'll have game, uh, you know, game masking where he's playing terrific balls all day long, um, and he's doing the business. And then, but then he'll have games like the day where, um, you know, he's having three, four, five wavered passes and it's not really clicking for him. So. I think it was just one of those days. Um, I, I still like Raskin. I think he's got plenty of ability there. But, you know, as we said before the game, he's got to start proving that on the the park a lot more often. Um, because he's like, he's, you know, he's he spoke about wanting big moves and all that sort of stuff. You're not going to get on a performance like today, he ain't getting a big move. You know what I mean? He's, he's got to sort of. Turn up, but um, I take GB's point there, and, and I think that's a, a very valid point that he is still coming back for injury, so he's maybe not quite hundred percent where he where he needs to be. Um, but I think we'll see better from him in, in more games to come. I just don't think today was was his day, really. Um, where that was concerned, and you know, it's one of those ones he possibly could have got hooked earlier than he did, but come on, kept him on, and was obviously, you know. I think he believes in Raskin and, and and that he can offer something to the team. So, you know, I, I absolutely believe in him um, as well. I just, just didn't think it was his day. Aye, right. Ian, you're shaking your head at that, right? Um, so I'll let you come back in on that. But I, I have to agree. Look, we've seen... I don't think we've, we've actually seen how good Raskin can be. I think we've seen him play well for us. <clears throat> I think we've seen snippets of what he can do. Um, but it was a pretty bad injury that he had in, and he is coming back and he's still trying to find his match sharpness and he's certainly not a player who I'm sitting yet and I'm saying <clears throat> nah the, the, the jury's in um, he's, he's done um, I know there's a lot of people unhappy um, <clears throat> but I think he's got a lot to offer and I think obviously with Sterling coming into the midfield and looking good with brought in Diamande <clears throat> who's made a, a, a decent first impression I think that's maybe ranking up the pressure on Raskin. But I think there's still a lot more to come. Oh, uh, the only bit I'm shaking my head on is that he's just come back from injury bit. Because he came back from injury just before Christmas. It's February. He's had a pre a, a mini preseason away um in the in the break. And he's been getting minutes pretty much every single game. So we can't keep using the excuse of he's just coming back from injury because how long do we give him to come back from an injury? But every everybody at Rangers picks up a knock here, there, and everywhere. We don't every other week goes by, we've got somebody else who's picked up a knock. So I just I, there is a player in there, and when he's on it, he's on it. But I, I just don't think we can keep saying he's just coming back from injury because how long does a player come back from injury? You see other players in other teams who come back from big injuries. And within a couple of weeks, they're firing, fit and firing. De Bruyne has been out all season. And I'm not putting them on the same level, but De Bruyne has been out all season and he's already changing games for Man City and he's going to be back a few weeks. So how long do you give a player? Again, no. He's a world-class player, De Bruyne. One of the best midfielders, if not the best midfielder in the world. And you don't get to that level without having a certain mentality. So 
Um, I, I, I don't think... I know you're not comparing the two as players. You're comparing the coming back for injury. Um, but people like that have just got a different a different mentality. Um, moving away from your asking, Robert. And again, I, I, we, we do this all the time and I say I don't like it. But we do it all the time. So, Aldo, the channel member. Scott Wright. I don't think he showed today that he's utter mints. No, Rangers don't sign people who are mints. They may be sign people who turn out not to be good enough for Rangers, but they're not mints. <clears throat> um, but Kurt, I think the performance for Cortez in that first half especially, Robert, I think that kind of shone a light on Scott Wright, did it not? Yeah, because obviously it showed these limitations, didn't it? You know, we're on about, you know, somebody put in the comments here, if, if McCausland had played, the game would have been different. I'm not too sure about that. I think McCausland probably needed taking out the team and, and giving a wee rest. I really rate Ross McCausland, but I do think playing him game after game after game after game can take its toll on the youngster. So, um, no, but sorry, Robert, on that then point, if McCausland had been rested for two games and came into that game tonight, you would have seen far more on the right-hand side than what Scott Wright showed you. You can't guarantee that. You've said on this podcast before that for to have squad players and players that are going to be happy sitting on the bench, you know, coming on and, and, and playing bit part roles, you're, they're going to have to be of that sort of ilk. You're not going to get, I don't know, like a, you know, a Seema coming up and just playing one game here, two games there. You're going to need to have these kind of players that the manager can trust, albeit, yeah, I didn't have his best game, but he has come up for us in other, in other games in the past. So I just think... He's had how, you know, I'm starting to change my mind though, Robert. He's had moments in other games, albeit big moments, right? Scottish Cup final, <clears throat> Europa League semi-final with the, the assist for Kamara. I get that. He's had big individual moments. But are you telling me that another youngster on the B team would have had a, a worse game than him tonight if he'd come on as a squad player? Again, it's difficult to say, and it is difficult to say. The manager clearly doesn't doesn't think so because else he'd, he'd be he'd be playing these youngsters on and they'd be in around the squad and we're not really seeing that. So um just to, to afford them the same sort of you know uh defence that Raskin is getting, you know, if, if he's if Raskin's been if people in the comments are saying and you know he's saying as, uh, as well, you know, Raskin's not getting a, a run of games, he's still got to find the manager's system. How about Scott Wright then, who's in, out, in, out all the time? Why is he not being afforded that same um, you know, um defence as well? So as, as I say, didn't have his best game tonight. I'm sure we'll see him again before the end of the season because I think you know it's an op it's an option for us. And as I said earlier on, the manager seems really keen on rotation. We're playing a lot of games. He, he's, he hinted again yesterday that the fitness of the whole squad isn't quite what he wants to be. Albeit a great you know fortnight um, in, the, in the winter shutdown where he got a bit more into them, but still doesn't think they're you know they're up at the top. So. Um, we're going to see more of Scott Wright between now and the end of the season. We just have to hope we see a better version than we saw this afternoon. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Um, Ian, was Connor Goldson lucky to stay on the pitch? Yeah. Yes and no. I know you don't like those ones. <laughs> just that that, I'll, be, I'll be honest. The reason that I ask <clears throat> is because I'm thinking back to the foul and I'm not using this as an excuse. I've only seen it once. I didn't see the replays. When he's came through and his studs are up and, he, and he's obviously shown his studs and he's coming through, does he touch them? Does that matter? Well, a lot of people tell you that intent's all that matters in that in that Was situation. Was there intent there? But I don't know if he's intended to try and take him out. I mean, I don't want to... It's like bad defence. It's not the type of thing that Colin Goldson does. Um, mm -hmm. I think if he fouls him, he might get lucky in the fact that um, Suter's there and and obviously if there was anything to 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 have an issue with var would have picked it up and should var have looked at i'm pretty sure var probably did look at it var sees everything uh, it's the people who control it that um that uh, should be looking at it that's the the mistake the common mistake we tend to make is that we say that var is rubbish it's not var that's rubbish var is actually fit for purpose it's the people using it um was it worse? Was it worse seeing than the Sterling challenge for Sterling got red? Yes, I would go there. It was worse than that, um, and that was, that's what I was just about to come on to. Is that, but if Sterling's getting sent off or he got sent off for, then surely it's a red card. If it was, but again, that comes back down back down to the, the conversation we had earlier on about the man in the middle, and he decided not to bother. So, and but and yeah, again, maybe, Connor. Sorry, you know, you go. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, just maybe. From my point of view, it's a 50-50. He's 
it's a possibility he could have got sent off, but I think if he had got sent off, I'd have been raging all at the same time. And then I suppose that if you want to, and, and again, people will go, why, why are you bringing that up? Because you've got to be honest. Um, and as well, Connor Silver's running through and goal gets pulled back and the boy gets a yellow. Yeah, well, again, that's that's another one for me. Um, I, I, I can't, you know, for me, that's, that's a red as well because he's through and goal. And he's the last man. Is is a red for you? Uh, well, if you're going off the metric of Dujon Sterling's um, red card, then yeah, it should have been a red. If if that's, you know, the standard that they're laying out for it, the problem is it's very inconsistent. And depending on who's VR official on the day, depends on whether you get a red card or not, I suppose. But I don't think he could have had too many complaints, uh, complaints rather, if he, if he had been given the red card. Um I wonder, you know, how much contact he makes maybe comes into it. But again, you go back to the Sterling one. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get red carded. But if he had, I'm not so sure I'd have been sitting here absolutely, you know, <laughs> screaming about it, how it was a bad decision. Um, I think he got a ruby one, as did the United player. So I think in that aspect, you could probably <clears throat> sort of call it evens and go, well, <laughs> they both we both got a ruby one. It could have been 10 v 10. Well, the reason I ask, Robert, is because you know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. There's going to be a, a similar challenge to that, and the boy's going to get sent off, and it's going to be, well, Rangers player never get sent off for it. And around the vicious cycle of Scottish football goes. I was going to say, we're going to end up back in this conversation that we just had 20 minutes ago about the standard referee and inconsistencies. Um, you know, you know, it's the same with the head knock at Easter Road the other night. You know, we'll, we'll see numerous challenges like that before the end of the season and they won't be given this penalty. Did we not see one in the game the night before at Ibrox? With Cortez, certainly. Maybe not for the same uh, severity, but certainly there was a challenge similar to it, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's just no consistency. We know that, though. Like We're no stupid as, as punters. We see that week in, week out. It's just a shame that we've, we've had to accept it. I know, it is. So, Ian, sum the game up then. Um, 2 0 win, we're through to the quarterfinals. I don't even know when the draw, I think it the draw will be made after tomorrow's game, wasn't it? Tomorrow night, aye, I think. Tomorrow night. I think it's um, uh, it's made, been made just before the Hearts Airdrie game at, at four. Is Rod Stewart doing it? Please tell oh, me Rod Stewart's doing it. I have no idea, but you know what? It does every chance because uh, I believe that's in the BBC. So Rod Stewart impression from last time he did it. Going. <laughs> I, <have. laughs> I genuinely can't laugh. Um, uh, can we also say p- perfect comment for Ian Dill? Um, uh, all the best to Big Bassey in the African Cup of Nations final. Um, is Joe Aribo in the squad? Yes, is he playing? Aye, mate, he came on. He came on for Nigeria in the, the semi-final. Aye, because um, I, I seen a picture that, and I, and I really struggle to know how that guy runs. Um, but uh, but yeah, good luck to Aribo and Bassi, um, and and tomorrow night's final. I'll be watching. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so sorry, uh, Ian, did I ask you to sum up? I don't know where I'm, you did, I'm, yeah. I'm doing a yeah. Wally column here. Uh, we sum it up easy. Two 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 nil. We win. We're through. That's all you wanted. Brown's gone on unhappy, which is something else we wanted. Would have been nice to have scored five, six or seven past his team just to really rub it in, but we're through. No injuries, no red cards, luckily. And um, on to the next. Bring them on. Exact amondo. Um <clears throat> Yeah, apologies for my constant coughing, folks. I, I do apologise. Um, and, and a massive thank you to our sponsors as well, NordVPN and Football Prizes. The links for which are in the description. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, go check them out. Using the links helps to support the channel as well. Subscribing on YouTube, following on Facebook, following on Twitter, sharing, retweeting, reposting, X, Twitter, whatever it's called. All the links for that's in the description. Go and follow us. We're now apparently the 62nd most popular football fan channel in the UK. So let's try and get that up to 60 and then we'll go to 50 and then uh, before you not we'll be number one. Of course we will. Um, thank you very much, Nicola. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. How we got an hour, by the way, on a post-match about us where I, can, I went over there United that was that was nothing special. Um, I have absolutely no idea. <coughs> Excuse me. But we'll, we'll be back on Monday night with a phone in, half past seven. 
And then, of course, we've got all worse, worse stuff um, next week as well. But I'm going to get out of here before I get any more croaky. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Ian Connor, Robert. Thank you for all the super chats and the comments. And uh, yeah, we'll see you Monday night. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.